Hi, Dave Emery here. This is Football Record Program number 1239. How Many Lies Before You Belong to the Lies, Part 12. This is being recorded on April 8th of the year 2022. Before we get into the main body of the program, four links. These are at the top of each written for the record program description because of this extremely pedantic form of broadcasting. I turn each program into a long article-length description featuring the printed sources from which my lines of argument are taken. Now, at the top of each one of those for the record descriptions, uh, that are on the spitfirelist.com website, and also at the top of each Food for Thought post on the left-hand side of the front page of the aforementioned spitfirelist.com website. There are four links. One of those will enable you to subscribe to the podcasts that Sister Station WFMU are doing. That's William Fred Mary Union, WFMU, they are podcasting for the record, and so you can click on that link, or you can go to wfmu.org, front slash, Bavermi, B-A-V-E-E-M-O-R-Y, one word, all lowercase, and again, subscribe to the uh, podcasts. They're also archiving the For the Record programs, and there are links to the descriptions. Another of the links will enable you to obtain the 32-gigabyte flash drive with uh, my lifetime's work, printed and audio, plus all the comments, uh, and a library of old anti-fascist books on easy-to-download PDF files. I get no money whatsoever from that, and uh, it is tax-deductible if you uh, itemize your deductions as we approach tax time. Also, uh, we will be revisiting SARS-CoV-2 slash COVID in this program because there is a profound link to the war in Ukraine and all of the Oswald Institute of Virology series that we'll be making a reference to is on that flash drive. Again, I could not be more pessimistic. I think we are at the twilight of our civilization and I encourage people to uh, get a hold of that flash drive so that they will be repositories of the body of information that will chronicle our disintegration as a civilization. I think, frankly, God, that, this is going to sound really pretentious, but as a sentient being, I really think you have a, uh, a karmic responsibility to do that. Now, because... Doing an hour program each week, yeah, but since the Ukraine war started, I've been trying to do two a week. That will moderate as this uh, topic develops. But because even two programs a week is nowhere near enough to be able to cover the material that we're talking about, a couple of other links. Now, one of those will enable you to subscribe to the comments most of which are made by our brilliant contributing editor Terrafractal, that's P-T-E-R-R-A-F-R-A-C-T-Y-L. And Terrafractal is providing a tremendous supplemental body of information. Also in that connection, 
Uh, I am uh, launching, I have launched a Patreon site that will feature more informal talks. Uh, it is still very much a work in progress at this point. We're aiming at about three shorter talks of about 20 minutes each each week and a longer talk of about an hour. We're going to be working out a format uh, so that written questions by listeners can be addressed. So we're, we're still working on that. So I uh, uh, urge patience because it is very much a work in progress. In addition to the audio segments, there are also uh, written printouts of the segments as well. So if my uh, rate of speech or uh, whatever is a bit much for absorption, you can always read about it as well. There again is a link at the top of each for the record description and each food for thought post as well as at the top of the front page of the spitfirewrist.com website. Uh, the Patreon talks will be developing, uh, with time. Uh, the, certainly the presentation is more informal and I think therefore a little more accessible to many people. We'll, we'll see how this goes. I also think that although certainly uh, they are referential to the documentary sources, it's a much more informal presentation. I also am hoping to find a way to maybe synoptically uh, review some of the long archive shows because in my 43rd year on the air, uh, those long archive shows are really a very important informational foundation for the presentation here, the long programs about mind control, about the assassinations of JFK, RFK, Martin Luther King, uh, the former World Anti-Communist League, uh, the uh, power politics of the Vatican and the shooting of Pope John Paul the twenty uh Pope John Paul II, I should say, uh the CIA and drugs, all kinds of things. Those are very important. So we'll see about reviewing those because again, uh as uh playwright William Faulkner, uh, actually novelist William Faulkner, uh noted the past is never been buried it isn't even past. Now, the title of the series, How Many Lies Before You Belong to the Lies Pool, I was corrected by a, re- by a listener. Uh, that comes from the 1976 autobiography called Heartland of the late, brilliant political comedian Mort Saul, arguably the best stand-up political comedian of all time. Uh, not incidentally, uh, Mort Saul was one of Jim Garrison's investigators when the late New Orleans DA was conducting his substantially correct but uh, deeply repressed investigation of the assassination of JFK. Uh, the long 25-hour series of interviews with Jimmy Jamiel about his landmark text, Destiny Betrayed. We'll go into that. We've done much other programming about that as well. As we get into this series and begin uh, recapping some really fundamental, deep political events and historical events that are the foundation for the blizzard, the unimaginable 
cascade of lying and deception, uh, just uh, a tsunami of fresh fertilizer overtaking us. Uh, I think it's important to understand how this history came to be crapping. In the very first program in this series for the record 1228, I reviewed some key elements of that. I'm going to go back and uh, review those and put those in a larger context. But uh, something that was in a letter that uh, the aforementioned New Orleans B.A. Jim Garrison got from Glenn Pinchback, P-A-N-C-H-B-A-C-K. He was an Army officer in the Operations Command at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and he had had some experience directly with some of the Nazis who Jim Garrison was investigating in New Orleans and who had participated in the assassination of JFK. And Glenn Pinchback, again, an Army officer at Fort Sill, wrote of, quote, a Nazi plot to use anti-communism to enslave America, or to enslave America using anti-communism, and spoke of a Nazi plot gargantuan in scope. He was not only right on the money, but we're going to be talking about how that Nazi plot gargantuan in scope, and a Nazi plot which has indeed enslaved America in the name of anti-communism, or its... Uh, Mutation, it's variant, as we talk about COVID, uh, anti-Russianism, anti-Putinism. It is essentially the same propaganda slash psychological disorder. And we're going to talk about how that was crafted. Uh, there is a whole lot of discussion about uh, war crimes and uh, the... the dastardliness of the Russians, etc., etc. I've been talking about that in some of the Patreon talks, and we'll be coming back to that in future programs. Uh, Terrafactal has been doing some magnificent work in that regard. I would note uh, the Russians have been publicly calling for a an international investigation into the war crimes in Bucha, the allegedly Russian war crimes in Bucha. So far, the West has been blocking that. Now, one need not be Sherlock Holmes or Lieutenant Colombo or uh, much of anything else along those lines to figure out what that means. If, if uh, there were a lot of facts, unquote, to be discovered, one might think the West will be pushing for such an investigation. But they aren't. I'm not sure that's going to make a whole lot of uh, difference because the lying that has been going on, as I've said, the war in Ukraine and its attendant coverage have worked like the old philosopher's stone, which alchemists uh, rumored or believed to be able to turn lead into gold. And this is kind of the opposite number because this, uh, the war and its attendant coverage are transmogrifying uh, the West and most of its in individuals and institutions, or at least the ones who are speaking publicly, into something of the same fabric as the Ukrainian Institute of National Memory, headed up by Volodymyr Vyotrovich. Uh, there is a picture which 
uh, is featured in a Gray Zone article, and in turn, uh, that comes from an article uh, in antiwar.com, and it shows uh, President Zelensky and the picture of Stefan Bandera, the leader of the OUNB, a Nazi ally, a large percentage of the guards at Auschwitz came from his organization. And uh, Zelensky saying, Stefan Bandera is a hero for some percentage of Ukrainians, and that's normal. That's cool. Well, it has become, quote, normal, unquote, or, quote, cool in the West. I think exemplifying that transmogrification was when Nancy Pelosi greeted Volodymyr, <laughs> Volodymyr Zelensky uh, when he was uh, giving his uh, big brother-like address to the Congress with Slava Ukraini, or Glory to Ukraine. That is the salute of the Ukrainian army, the Ukrainian police, and it was the salute of Stefan Bandera's troops. And uh, that is remarkable in and of itself. Uh, what we're really seeing is a victory of Hitler. We are seeing... Uh, the dynamic I have spoken about for so many years as portrayed in the Nazi tract Serpent's Walk, in which uh, over a period of time the opinion-forming media are bought up by the underground Reich and the SS, and uh, slowly but surely uh, the minds of the public are turned against the political status quo, and the Nazis become the heroes and are politically and historically rehabilitated. That is happening Right now, right before our eyes. But speaking of lies, enormous lies, lies that are so big they simply would not occur to people as being lies. Bear in mind quickly, Adolf Hitler's uh, observation in Mein Kampf, most people tell little lies. They would be ashamed to tell big ones. They would never credit others with such great impudence as the complete reversal of facts. Even explanations would long leave them in doubt and hesitation, as any trifling detail would dispose them to accept the thing as true. All good liars know this, and therefore stop at nothing to achieve this end. We are going to be talking again about the subject uh, with which I concluded the last program, and that is not only COVID, the EcoHealth Alliance programs that appear to have been the front for the funding and realization of the COVID-19 op, and it appears to have been a covert operation and an application of biological warfare. It also uh, heavily overlaps, as we will see what is going on in Ukraine. Uh, as I opined, I think that Vladimir Putin uh proceeded into a trap. I wouldn't say he walked into a trap unawares. I'm not really sure he had any choice. Uh, not only the huge military buildup on the border of Lukansk and Donetsk, probably foreshadowing a bloody annihilation or certainly a, a very bloody reconquest of the breakaway Donetsk Republic and there were extremely lethal consequences for the ethnic Russians there. But the move by Ukraine not only to seek NATO membership in its constitution, by the way, but to repudiate the Budapest Accords and obtain nuclear weapons, which, by the way, if they ever became members of NATO, they could do that with impunity because no one could attack them. I think, however, 
the things that we are talking about here uh, were the kicker. This is what convinced uh, Putin to move in. I think he figured, well, we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. But uh, if we do, we might have a chance. If we don't, we're finished. And that concerns a different kind of world of WMD, a weapon of mass destruction, not nuclear weapons, which past a point are unusable, let's hope, uh, but a weapon of mass destruction that has already been used, namely biological warfare and genetically engineered biological weaponry at that Recall, in our long series of programs called the Oswald Institute of Virology, we have spoken about the project for a new American century's Rebuilding America's Defenses paper, in which they observed that uh, genetically engineered biological weapons uh, could morph from being a terrorist tool into, quote, a useful political tool, unquote. Well, that has already been done. And as we looked at, in our Oswald Institute of Virology series, that weaponry has already been deployed. There is much discussion of war crimes, etc. Uh, the available evidence suggests very strongly that the U.S. has basically instituted an attack on the entire world, including its own citizenry, sort of a Northwoods virus, as we looked at in For the Record 1215. And the COVID poll is 20 million dead and counting, including on the high side of 900,000 right here in the U.S. of A. That is, of course, a war crime, uh, far greater than even what the alleged crimes of the Russians have been in uh, Ukraine. However, uh, as we looked at in uh, a reading of a portion of the book, They Thought They Were Free, by Michael Mayer, editor in 1956, uh, there is a quote from a German university professor who was opposed to Nazism but lived through its rise, and he observed that, quote, when everyone is transformed, no one is transformed. And we are going to be revisiting some ominous indications that, in fact, the same biological warfare programs that were deployed against China in connection with the Oswald Institute of Virology were also being uh, realized in Ukraine. I think Putin figured probably correctly that it was just a matter of time before they got attacked as well. We're going to talk about that. Uh, let me stress two things. First of all, the depth of censorship, the depth of lies. How many lies can you allow yourself to believe before you belong to the lies? Or how many lies before you belong to the lies, as Marcel put it? The Wall Street Journal of September 27th of 2021 had an article that we excerpted in for the record 1215. And to give you an idea... Americans sadly still operate under the misconception that they have a free press. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, there is an excerpt from this Wall Street Journal article talking about the World Health Organization resuming a probe into the origins of the uh, coronavirus. And it alludes to uh, a request by China 
bolstered by dozens of other countries that they begin looking at not only Italy, but on a U.S. military bioresearch facility in Fort Beach, Maryland. That quote exactly, that excerpt. For months, China's government has insisted both in public and in private meetings with Dr. Tedros, the head of the WHO, that studies on the origin of the virus should now focus on other countries such as Italy or on the U.S. military bioresearch facility in Fort Detrick, Maryland. Dozens of governments aligned with China have sent Dr. Tedros letters in support of Beijing's position, a person familiar with the letters said. Well, dozens of governments, that's a lot of nations. This is a major international phenomenon. Uh, obviously, the pandemic was, and yet we've heard almost nothing about this. This is the only printed reference that I have seen. Again, dozens of governments allied with China have sent Dr. Tedros letters in support of Beijing's position. We haven't heard anything about that, and I think that is, other than this tiny Wall Street Journal article, there may be others, I have not seen them, but that is an indication of the depth of censorship. And uh, something else, too, something that is very much evident in the coverage we are going to uh, recap of the biological laboratories in Ukraine that are Pentagon projects or were, uh, that is deep politics, uh, I want to stress, and perhaps we'll go into this at greater length in future programs, that both uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump are products of the deep state. That is a term that uh, Team Trump has co-opted to basically mean, you know, QAnon uh, people. And the term deep state was actually coined by Peter Bale Scott, the brilliant Berkeley researcher. It is absolutely valid, and it is basically the national security establishment, and behind that, the cartel system that dominates world affairs, uh, international consortia of transnational corporations. And the Team Trump makes out that Donald Trump is not, you know, he's not a, a creature of the deep state. B period, S period. He most assuredly is. And something that is exemplary of the deep state continuity between Barack Obama and then Vice President Joe Biden, who was in charge of American relations with Ukraine when the Maidan coup took place in February of 2014 and for the two years after that and has been in charge of it uh, since he went into the White House in January of last year. Uh, it was uh, that administration that oversaw the Maidan coup, mainly the Obama-Biden administration, but Obama would not sell Ukraine lethal weaponry. Donald Trump did, and uh, the continuity vis-a-vis the lab leak hypothesis, which is pure BS, from uh, the Trump administration to the Biden administration, which has made it respectable uh, in for the record uh, in, in some of the programs in late 2021 dealing with the lab leak hypothesis. We did many programs talking about COVID-19 and the American deep state. And because the more highly regarded 
Biden administration was endorsing the lab leak hypothesis. A majority of Americans polled, yep, so they agreed, uh, proving that uh, Edward R. Murrow was right on the mummy when he observed that, quote, a nation of sheep will beget a government of wolves. Uh, the lab leak hypothesis was begun under Donald Trump, and uh, then when Abel Haynes, deputy director of CIA under Obama, a key consultant to Palantir, Peter Peel's uh, electronic surveillance firm, Peter Peel, a huge Trump ally, uh, Abel Haynes, a key participant in Event 201. That was a rehearsal for a coronavirus-caused pandemic that would fundamentally disrupt the economic and social life of the Earth. Coincidentally, just two months later, that is exactly what happened. And again, if you think that's a coincidence, well, I'm sorry for you. Uh, then Abel Haynes became a key member of Biden's transition team and is now director of national intelligence and oversaw the reintroduction into public discussion of the lab leak hypothesis. But bear in mind, when Team Trump was trying to flog the lab leak hypothesis. Uh, bear in mind something that we saw in our series on uh, the American Beat COVID-19 and the American Beat State, part of the Oswald Institute of Virology series, from Vanity Fair magazine of June 3rd to 2021 by Catherine Aben, the lab leak theory inside the fight to uncover COVID-19's origins. The Pompeo State Department uh, was pursuing the lab leak hypothesis and, uh, quote, In one State Department meeting, officials seeking to demand transparency from the Chinese government said they were explicitly told by colleagues not to explore the Wuhan Institute of Virology's gain-of-function research because it would bring unwelcome attention to U.S. government funding of it. In an internal memo obtained by Vanity Fair, Thomas Dinano, capital D-I, capital N-A-N-N-O, former acting assistant secretary of the State Department's Bureau of Arms Control, Verification, and Compliance, wrote that, quote, staff from two bureaus, quote, warned, unquote, leaders within his bureau, again quoting, not to pursue an investigation into the origin of COVID-19, unquote, because it would, quote, open a can of worms, unquote, if it continued. As the group probed the lab leak scenario, among other possibilities, its members were repeatedly advised not to open a Pandora's box, unquote, said four former State Department officials interviewed by Vanity Fair. Well, you don't have to be uh, Sherlock Holmes or Louis Pasteur to figure out why uh, there was that degree of alarm. Uh, if they should look into that, what they would have come across was the things that I laid out uh, from public sources in the series The Oswald Institute of Virology. Again, I believe that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was set up to take the fall for the coronavirus, just like Lee Harvey Oswald was infiltrated into the Soviet Union, then when he came back to the U.S., into leftist organizations, and then framed for the assassination of JFK and killed before he could defend himself. Again, hence the Oswald Institute of Virology. Uh, there is, in fact, profound deep state continuity from the consummate complicity 
of the Trump administration in the uh, COVID-19 op, uh, again, illustrated by that alarm. It's like, don't look into it. You'll open a can of worms. You'll open a Pandora's box because it will shine a light on U.S. funding of that research. We note the following, and again, uh, this was from the Daily Mail of the UK of March 25th of 2022 by Josh Boswell. Exclusive. Hunter Biden did help secure millions in funding for U.S. contractor in Ukraine, specializing in deadly pathogen research, laptop emails reveal, raising more questions about the disgraced son of the then vice president. Uh, I would note in passing, too, that the laptop was basically the uh, the uh, work of Team Trump and Team Bannon, the guy who basically secured Hunter Thompson's old laptop, fled to Switzerland, and he noted that the Five Eyes, uh, basically the Echelon Network, would have the scoops, so to speak, on what was on that laptop, and undoubtedly they do, but equally undoubtedly there's no way they're going to talk about that. Uh, the goal of Team Trump and Team Bannon in getting a hold of that laptop was to tar Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Uh, no doubt it would, but if that the material on that laptop were properly explored, not only Joe Biden, not only Hunter Biden, but Team Trump as well would basically stand trial for mass murder and war crimes. And again, as that professor observed, and they thought they were free when everyone is transformed, no one is transformed. So the deep state complicity of Biden, and really the Obama-Biden and uh, the Trump uh, uh, administration as well, and now the Biden administration, uh, that is one of the reasons why we will not hear any more about it. Uh, I suspect, however, that Russian intel knew about this, and they figured, well, you know, <laughs> this may not work out very well, but if we don't go in, we're going to get hit with uh, God knows what in terms of biological warfare. So again, uh, bearing in mind that Team Trump got a hold of this laptop in order to smear Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, but if this material were properly uh, reviewed and that uh, fellow who got it who fled to Switzerland, again, part of Team Trump and Team Bannon, uh, he was quite correct. Uh, the information on this is certainly present in the archives of the metadata databases of the five eyes of the Echelon Network, but there is no way we'll hear about it because if it would, it would upend the narrative. It would fundamentally alter people's perception of what is going on. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about war crimes? 20 million dead and counting. There's your war crimes for you. And so again, the deep state uh, is fundamental here. And uh, uh, you talk about what basically happened when Team Trump got a hold of the Hunter Biden's laptop was what uh, Pompeo State Department officials were warned about. You know, don't talk about that. Uh, you'll open up Pandora's box and a can of worms. However, we can take a brief look into that Pandora's box, and uh, in for the record 1235, we took a look at the charges by Russia of biological warfare labs run by the Pentagon, and the fevered denials by the U.S., and also uh, in, in that 
description, there is a compendium of the URLs that were deleted by the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine and that were preserved, however, by the Wayback Machine. So, uh, bearing in mind the deep politics here, uh, deep politics that I'm sure shocked the fresh fertilizer out of that guy who got Hunter Biden's laptop. Because let me tell you, Team Trump would be in the defendant's stock along with Team Biden. From the Daily Mail 325 2022 by Josh Boswell, exclusive. Hunter Biden did help secure millions in funding for U.S. contractor in Ukraine, specializing in deadly pathogen research, laptop emails revealed, raising more questions about the disgraced son of the then vice president. By the way, the authenticity of these emails has been confirmed. Some excerpts. The commander of the Russian nuclear, biological, and chemical protection forces claimed there was a, quote, scheme of interaction between U.S. government agencies and Ukrainian biological objects, unquote, and pointed to the, quote, financing of such activities by structures close to the current U.S. leadership, in particular the investment fund Rosemont Seneca, which is headed by Hunter Biden. Another excerpt. Moscow's claim that Hunter Biden helped finance a U.S. military bioweapons research program in Ukraine is at least partially true, according to new emails obtained exclusively by DailyMail.com. Emails from Hunter's abandoned laptop show he helped secure millions of dollars of funding for Metabiota, a Department of Defense contractor specializing in research on pandemic-causing diseases that could be used as bioweapons, unquote. Metabiota, by the way, capital M-E-T-A-B-I-O-T-A. And note the following. We'll come back to more about this. Metabiota has been an official partner of EcoHealth Alliance since 2014, according to its website. Speaking of Hunter Biden, he also introduced Metabiota to an allegedly corrupt Ukrainian gas firm, Burisma, for a, quote, science project, unquote, involving high biosecurity level labs in Ukraine. Burisma, of course, uh, Hunter Biden no longer a member of the board of directors. He left in 2019. He was making 50K a month for five years. Uh, quote, controlling interest in Burisma owned by Ior Kolomoyskoy, the Ukrainian oligarch who also helped to finance the Azov Battalion, who owned the network uh, that uh, Volodymyr Zelensky used to boost his public persona and was the key financier of Zelensky's presidential campaign. And he owned Burisma. And Hunter Biden, I love the part that the term here, science project, makes it sound like a, you know, middle school, uh, nerd project here for, uh, science class. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Very different. Again, this sentence. He also introduced Metabiota again, an official partner of EcoHealth Alliance since 2014. He also introduced Metabiota to an allegedly corrupt Ukrainian gas firm, Burisma for a, quote, science project, unquote, involving high biosecurity labs in Ukraine. Emails 
and defense contract benefit reviewed by DailyMail.com suggest that Hunter had a prominent role in making sure Methabiota was able to conduct its pathogen research just a few hundred miles from the border with Russia. And note the following. Methabiota has worked in Ukraine for Black and Veach, V-E-A-T-C-H, a U.S. defense contractor with deep ties to military intelligence agencies, which built secure labs in Ukraine that analyzed killer diseases and bioweapons. Hunter was also particularly involved in methabiotis operations in Ukraine. Hunter's pitches to investors claimed that they not only organized funding for the firm, they also helped it, quote, get new customers, unquote, including, again, quoting, government agencies in case of methabiopa, unquote. And note the following. Former CIA officer Sam Fabus, who has revealed, beginning again, former C, one more time, former senior CIA officer Sam Fabus, F-A-double-D-I-S, who has reviewed emails on Hunter's laptop, told DailyMail.com that the offer to help assert, quote, Ukraine's independence from Russia was odd for a biotech executive. That, by the way, was Metabiopa Vice President Mary Gucciri, G-U-T-T-I-E-R-I. Quote, it raises the question, what is the real purpose of this venture? It's very odd, unquote. He said, and speaking of, Mer- of Mary Gutierrez, a Metabiopa Vice President, Gutierrez had a leading role in Metabiopa's Ukraine operations, meeting with other company executives and U.S. and Ukrainian military officials in October of 2016 to discuss, quote, cooperation in surveillance and prevention of especially dangerous infectious diseases, including zoonotic diseases in Ukraine and neighboring countries, unquote. That would include Russia, according to a 2016 report by the Science and Technology Center in Ukraine. Zoonotic diseases are diseases that jump from animals to humans, uh, SARS-CoV-2, a bat-borne coronavirus that jumped to humans was just exactly that. And look at Russia, borders Ukraine, and uh, the Methabiopa facilities, those biolabs, were just a few hundred miles close to the Russian border. Four days after Mary Gutierrez's April 2014 email, Burisma executive Vadim Pujarsky wrote to Hunter Biden revealing that the then-Vice President's son had pitched a, quote, science project. Four days after Gutierrez's April 2014 email, Burisma executive Vadim Pozharsky wrote to Hunter revealing that the then-Vice President's son had pitched a, quote, science project, unquote, involving Burisma and Metabiopa in Ukraine, unquote. As I understand, I'm not quoting from uh, Mr. Pozarski, as I understand, the Metabiopa was a subcontract to principal contractor of the Department of Defense, Black 
and Veep. Skipping down again. Sam Fabus told DailyMail.com that the attempt to get Methabiata to form a partnership with Burisma was a perplexing and worrying revelation of the following. His father was the vice president of the United States and in charge of relations with Ukraine. So why was Hunter not only on the board of a suspect Ukrainian gas firm, but also hooked them up with a company working on bioweapons research, unquote, Fathers said. Again, note the following. Why was Hunter not only on the board of a suspect Ukrainian gas firm, but also hooked them up with a company working on bioweapons research, unquote? Yes, indeed. Why? Another excerpt. The Department of Defense position is that this is pandemic early warming research. Kind of like Event 201 in October 2019. Continuing, we don't know for sure that's all that was going on. Again, quickly, the difference between offensive and defensive biological warfare research is completely academic and and semantic, as we have looked at in the past. Uh, Unit 731, at the time, the best and most advanced biological warfare unit on Earth. It was run by the Japanese in World War II. It was called the Kwandung Epidemic Prevention and Warfare Purification uh, Project or Center. I've forgotten the last word. But again, they're preventing epidemics. Uh, no. <laughs> Rather the opposite. Continuing, oh, uh, we, as we've looked at in many programs, Unit 731's uh, data and some of the personnel were networked with Fort Detrick in the Cold War period. Continuing, government spending records show the Department of Defense awarded an $18.4 million contract to Metabiapa between February of 2014 and November of 2016 with $307,091 earmarked for, quote, Ukraine research projects, unquote. Note the following. The U.S. Defense Threat Reduction Agency, or DTRA, also commissioned Black and Beach to build a biological safety level 3 laboratory in Odessa, Ukraine in 2010, which provided, quote, provided enhanced equipment and training to effectively, safely, and securely identify especially dangerous pathogens, unquote, according to a company press release. Such labs are used to, quote, study infectious agents or toxins that may be, may be transmitted through the air and cause potentially lethal infections the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says. As we looked at in our Oswald Institute of uh, Virology series, and again in 1235, the DTRA was one of the central elements not only involved in the EcoHealth Alliance and the Methabiota programs at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but they also are deeply involved with the labs in Ukraine. I'm going to provide that documentation in the written description for the show because we won't have time to go into that. Continuing. In another sign of the deep ties between Methabiopa and the Department of Defense, Hunter's RSTP business partner, Rob Walker, said he would, quote, have a friend reach out to the Department of Defense on the down low, unquote, in order to prove the company's bona fides to pop prospective investors Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley in October of 2014. Note the following. Metabiata 
also has close ties to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, or WIV, suspected to be the source of the COVID-19 outbreak. WIV was a hotspot for controversial gain-of-function research that can create super-strength viruses. Chinese scientists performed gain-of-function research on coronaviruses at the WIV, working alongside a U.S.-backed organization, EcoHealth Alliance, that has since drawn intense scrutiny over its coronavirus research since the COVID-19 pandemic. Researchers for the Wuhan Institute, Metabiota, and EcoHealth Alliance published a study together in 2014 on infectious diseases from bats in China, which notes that tests were performed at the WIV, or I would say the Oswald Institute of Virology. Continuing, Xing Li Shi, the WIV director for the Center of Emerging Infectious Diseases, who became dubbed the Bat Lady for her central role in bat coronavirus research at the lab, was a contributor to the paper. And again, as we have noted, the last sentence in that Daily Mail article, Metabiata has been an official partner of EcoHealth Alliance since 2014, according to its website. So this puts... Uh, the company with which Hunter Biden was networking and uh, for which he was apparently carrying considerable water right into the mix at the Oswald Institute of Virology Dynamic. And that is more than a little significant. Uh, noting again that uh, then-Vice President Joe Biden was in charge of U.S. relations with Ukraine. Uh, let's review the following. We've talked about this. Uh, one of the things I find so amazing about the Orwellian political landscape we exist in is that the documentation on the central role of the Nazis in the government in Ukraine is exhaustive. I've been downloading that uh, periodically for the better part of a decade, for eight years, and yet now we're going, what, Nazis? Ha! How that silly, huh? And Joe Biden is saying it's not only cynical, it's obscene. I think his comments are very ironic. Uh, note that he was in charge of relations with Ukraine. And note the following. This is from GermanForeignPolicy.com from November 27th of 2017. Sowing chaos too. And talking about Andre Parably, uh, is, uh, talks here. Parably comes from the Ukrainian fascist scene. In the early 1990s, he was one of the founders of the extreme right-wing Social National Party of Ukraine, later renamed Svoboda. Since 1996, he was the leader of its militarist street-fighting subsidiary Patriot of Ukraine. Following his retirement from the party, this experienced protest activist became one of the main organizers of the 2004 Orange Revolution, which, by the way, set the stage for uh, the OUNB successor networks to uh, be the foundation of the Ukrainian government. Continuing, in 2013, he assumed the same function at the Maidan, where he was responsible for none other than security and the, quote, self-defense units, unquote which were often made up of heavily armed thugs. In the Italian TV documentary, it was reported that Parabi was going in and out of Hotel Ukraine from where numerous deadly shots were being fired, and that was also being occupied by Svoboda. 
Parabee claims that the hotel from which these shots were being fired, which was firmly under the Maidan demonstrator's control, had been taken over, quote, by snipers who arrived from Russia and who were controlled by Russia, unquote. So should give us some perspective on the war crimes charges now being uh, bandied about. Continuing. Parabee, who, according to former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, was conferring with the U.S. ambassador in Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt, throughout the upheavals almost on an hourly basis, has never really had his role in the putsch explained. Following the putsch, he was first appointed to the post of head of the National Security and Defense Council. Since April 14th of 2016, he has been serving as president of Ukraine's parliament. Now, again, note the following. Parabee, who, according to former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, was conferring with the U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt, throughout the upheavals almost on an hourly basis, has never really had his role in the putsch explained. Well, if Joe Biden was in the position to uh, give information about Parabee networking with Jeffrey Pyatt on an almost hourly basis, obviously, Joe Biden was deeply involved in that mix. And, uh, so when Joe Biden talks about Nazis, you know, that's cynical. You know, it's obscene. You know, it's just terrible. You know, uh, he is perhaps being less than sincere. Uh, reviewing very quickly of, uh, the provisional government that took over after the Maybon coup. And by the way, in programs and in a post, we have reviewed the painstaking research of Professor Ivan Katrinovsky about the Maybaum sniper fire, proving that the sniper fire which wounded and killed both uh, protesters and police at the Maybaum came from buildings occupied by Svoboda. This is from Channel 4 News in the UK from March 5th of 2014, how the far right took top posts in Ukraine's power vacuum. The man facing down Putin's aggression as Secretary of the Ukrainian National Security and Defense Council is Andrei Perobri. He oversees national security for the nation, having previously served as security commandant during the anti-government protests in Kiev. Perobri was the founder of the Social National Party of Ukraine, a fascist party styled on Hitler's Nazis, with membership restricted to ethnic Ukrainians. The Social National Party would go on to become Svoboda, the far-right nationalist party whose leader Ole Pionobuk was one of the three most high-profile leaders of the Euromaidan protests, negotiating directly with the Yanukovych regime. Overseeing the armed forces alongside Parably as the Deputy Secretary of National Security is Dmitry Gerov, the leader of the right sector a group of hardline nationalist street fighters who previously boasted they were ready for armed struggle to free Ukraine. The new Deputy Prime Minister Alexander Sitch is a member of the far-right Slavova Party as well, which the World Jewish Congress called on the EU to consider banning last year, along with Greece's Golden Dawn. The party, which has long called for a national revolution in Ukraine, has endured a long march from relative obscurity in the early 1990s. Their declaration that Ukraine is controlled by a, quote, Muscovite Jewish mafia, unquote, has raised fears for the safety of the country's Jewish population. Svoboda now controls the Ecology and Agricultural Ministry with Andrei Monik 
Moknik, M-O-K-H-M-Y-K, the deputy head of Svoboda, running Ecology and Ihor Shleika as Agriculture Minister. Assistant Professor at Lund University, Per Anders Woodling, an expert on Ukrainian extremists, told Channel 4 News that there are other ministers who are also closely in the orbit of Svoboda. Two weeks ago, I could never have predicted this. A neo-fascist party like Svoboda getting the deputy prime minister position is news in its own right. There are seven ministers with links to the extreme right now. It began with Svoboda getting 10% of the vote in the last election. It is certainly a concern in the long run. Svoboda member Ole Maknitsky is now acting prosecutor general. So the point being that the Svoboda organization was deeply involved not only in the Maybon provocations, the false flag operations, but also in the provisional government. They have continued to wield a, a significant role, along with Poppy Sector and other organizations in uh, Ukraine. Something to note is that the C-14, the Combat 14 militia of Svoboda, was, along with the National Jijima Militia of the Azov Battalion, uh, accorded, awarded police powers in 21 Ukrainian cities. And that name, Combat 14, is named after the 14 words, uh, an international white supremacist slash Nazi uh, anthem, really, uh, watchword would might be a better word, uh, minted by David Lane, the late member of the Order who drove the getaway car in the Order's assassination of Denver talk show host Alan Berg. And uh, David Lane is uh, very highly regarded, not only in Ukraine, but in the international fascist uh, milieu. And it really should not have been that surprising to Per Anders Rudling that Svoboda would uh, <laughs> achieve such a high-profile role in not just the uh, provisional government, but again, uh, for those who say we're Nazis in Ukraine, well, you've got a militia named after uh, a, a white supremacist slogan, the 14 words, minted by David Lane of the Order, that militia has police powers in 21 Ukrainian cities, including Kiev. Uh, noting the following, this again from GermanForeignPolicy.com, from February 19th, of 2014, at all costs. This was even before the culmination of the Maidan. This was during the demonstrations. Skipping down. Yesterday, the, the day after the German Chancellor held deliberations with two leaders of the Ukrainian opposition, protests in Kiev escalated into bloody confrontations. Demonstrators, unconditionally sponsored by Germany and other Western countries for months, began over the past few days to arm themselves with firearms and ammunition. Two police officers were shot to death during yesterday's uprising. And skipping down. It was reported that for days a group calling itself First Hundred Group in Kiev of the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists, unquote, was publicly asking for, quote, ammunition or money to buy it, unquote. Just previously, <clears throat> the Berlin supported leader of the opposition, but Pauli Klitschko called for forming militias. Yesterday, the government, yesterday, 
he called on all opponents of the government in possession of firearms to, quote, to come to the Maybon, unquote. As usual, skipping down, the German foreign minister criticized the, quote, violence, unquote, in Kiev, generally and specifically that emanated from state forces. The fact that the demonstrators under the leadership of Berlin's Klitschko is largely comprised of fascists is not even mentioned in the German government declaration. The, quote, first hundred group in Kiev of the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists, for example, is an historical reference to the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists, who at the side of Nazi Germany's Wehrmacht helped invade the Soviet Union and, among other crimes, actively participated in Nazi mass murders of Jews. And again, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky uh, has been quoted as uh, observing that, uh, speaking of Stefan Bandera, the leader of the OUMB, he's been quoted as uh, Zelensky, Stefan Bandera is a hero for some percentage of Ukrainians, and that's normal. That's cool. <laughs> that is a matter of opinion. Uh, I would note that uh, Zelensky, we'll talk about this in our next program, appeared in one of his patented video appearances before the Greek parliament alongside a member of the Azov Battalion, and that uh, generated outrage in uh, not only Greek political circles, but in Greece in general, that Zelensky would appear alongside a Nazi uh, in an appeal for aid in Mariupol. Uh, Greece suffered heavily under the Nazis. Uh, We went into that, by the way, at some length in the AFA program number one, available for download on the SpitfireList.com website. Also, by the way, on the aforementioned 16 gigabyte flash drive. Uh, We'll go into some of the uh, contradictory evidence uh, about the, quote, Russian war crimes, unquote, and uh, also uh, the the adventures of Volodymyr Zelensky, I guess you could say, uh, in our next program. Again, there's too much going on in addition to the comments by Perifractal, which are brilliant and important. Uh, do note, again, the Patreon site that I have started, and uh, in which I'm using a more informal and more frequent uh, presentation format. It's still very much a work in progress, but uh, it is in progress, and ultimately we will be taking uh, intelligent comments or questions questions, basically, from uh, regular subscribers. Uh, I will, by the way, continue to do not only the weekly for the record programs, but keep up the website uh, absolutely free of cost, okay? So have no fear in that regard. This concludes for the record program number 1239. How many lies before you belong to the lies, part 12? This is being recorded on April 8th of 2022. I'm Dave Emery. Have fun.